This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Because happiness, and I'm, we are moving on. Today's class is sponsored uh, by Rachel Lazar. Thank you very much. In memory of her mother, whose yard site is today, Fega Gittel Bat Binyamin Zev HaKohen. Who's that? You? That's Rachel Lazar, and that's her mother's yard site. So her, your mother should have an aliyah. Hanesha should have an aliyah. The world above is Rosh Hashem. And today's topic, we talk about happiness, and I want to be more general today. And talk about the different words. It's interesting, there's so many different words for happiness in the Torah. And it's scattered all over Tanakh. So one of the words used is Simcha. Hayudim Haita Ora Simcha. Right, we'll get this on one time, one second. So let's start with Simcha, right? Simcha is a word which is, became a name. It's used for, sometimes used for men, and sometimes used for women. It's Friday, we use it for women. Ashkenaz is used for men. It's interesting. And simcha. it's an occasion too. And it's an occasion, a simcha, a joy. Simcha is joy. So a wedding is called a simcha, bar mitzvah is called a bar mitzvah, it's called a simcha. It's a name for both males and, and females as well, which is amazing. It's a very versatile name. Simcha is a very versatile name. Isn't that amazing? It's a versatile name. You want to, how do you express yourself in joy? Simcha. Chag uh, Sameach Simcha Simcha is amazing There's another kind of word Which is a deeper lasting happiness And that is Osher Osher Vechavod Osher, what's Osher? Happiness, but it's a joy It's a deeper kind of happiness Osher Ashrei Yoshvevetecha Thank you Ashrei Yoshvevetecha Osher is like wealth. Osher is not. So the ayin. Ayin is wealth. Aleph is with happiness. Aleph is joy, a deeper joy. Osher, a deeper, lasting kind of happiness. Ashrei yoshvevetecha. Happy are those who dwell in your house, like we're doing right now. Feel happy? We're dwelling in God's house. This is God's house. We're dwelling in God's house. So it's a deeper, lasting kind of happiness. Osher. And then we have, like, Yudim Haita, Ora. Ora is Light. But it's also a kind of joy. Ora vesimcha. It's put in the same verse. Ora vesimcha. So two different kinds of joy it seems. There's ora. And the rabbis say ora is the light of the mitzvot. Because it does a mitzvah, you get a kind of joy from inside. It's a joy within, which is like a light which lights up your soul. Amazing. So it's a very, very... Torah or, right? So it's very, it's a very spiritual kind of happiness. Ora. It's, the more we get closer to light, the more spiritual things become. It's interesting because the gematria of the word light is... Quickly, 207. 207. Aleph, Vav, Resh. Aleph is 1, Vav is 6, and Resh is 200, so it's 207. And the rabbi said many years ago, they said the gematria of the word light or is Raz. It's a secret. Light is the biggest secret, as we know today. That light, they still don't know. The particle is it a wave. Uh, physics is still debating. What is light? And the answer is light is the closest we can get to spirituality. Uh, right, we talk about uh, the light of Hashem, but Or Panecha, the light of Hashem's face, radiance of Hashem's face. The Or, Or is very, very critical. So or is a very spiritual kind of light. So Laidim Haita Ora, the Jews had Ora after Purim. It says the Jews had Ora Vesimcha. They had both the light of the spirituality and they had the the joy of the physicality. Beautiful. Both we need both in our lives. We need the one and the other. We know Shabbat, you need the spiritual light and the physical light. So it's just not just the eating and the partying, but also the spirituality involved as well. That's or. Ora. Another word for which became a Hebrew name, Gila. 
Gila right? Gonna come to that. The Gila is a joy which is mentioned in the Shevrachot. Gila is a very, very interesting kind of a joy. So you have men's names that are called Gil. Gil is joy. Right? And Gila is a girl's name. Gila. So it's an exuberant outburst of joy. Or it's the happiness of a discovery, but it's a flash of happiness that comes because of something happened. Flash of happiness. Gila. Gal is a wave, right? So it could be an, an emotional kind of wave. It comes quickly. Comes quickly, and it goes quickly as well, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's the trouble with these, these uh, different kinds of emotions. Then we have Rina, We're going through the Pasu, right? Gila Rina. Rina is another girl's name. Rina. Rina is a term of refreshing happiness. It's refreshing. It's, it's, it's happiness, which is a refreshing kind of happiness. Rina. Ditsa. Ditsa is a sublime kind of joy. Amazing. Sublime joy. What's the next one? Ditsa. Ditsa. Yeah, it's this in the uh, blessing of the, of the, of the groom. Right? The seven blessings and the chuppah. Gila, Rina, Ditsa, Chedva is the next one. Chedva, also a girl's name. Chedva. My granddaughter's name. Gila, Rina, Ditsa. So what is Ditsa? A sublime joy, very high elevation. That's Ditsa? Yeah, Ditsa. Now we're helpful. Sasson. What's helpful? I'll tell you, they get that, yeah. Sasson. <laughs> slowly, slowly. I'm giving, you, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you all the words for joy in the Torah. This is amazing. This is the encyclopedia over here. Sasson. Ditsa, sublime joy. Sasson. Uh-huh. It's a very famous Iraqi name. Sasson. That's mm-hmm. huh? right. We have a uh, Rabbi Sasson, who's a very uh-huh. famous. Uh, do you want to open it? Is that right? Yeah. Nice breeze over here. So Sasson is a joy. Became a very famous Sephardic name, Sasson. Sasson. And we have at the end, we have Sahala. I have a girl in my class, Sahala. Sahala is also kind of joy. Happiness and dancing. It's a dancing kind of joy. It's... And lastly, we have Chedva. Chedva, which is the happiness of togetherness. Everyone together. Chedva is happiness of togetherness. So, calmness huh? It's like the pleasant, it's chedva. Uh, Well, Chedva is like together. It's not just one person by himself. You can't be Chedva by yourself. You have to be Chedva with people. So Chedva is like a joining of, of minds together. Okay, so what does Sasson mean? Sasson is a happiness which is unexpected. unexpected. Sasson, unexpected happiness. All of a sudden, you win the lottery. That's Sasson. <laughs> and I say in the Megillah, right? Sasson Vikar. Sasson is, they didn't expect such a great happiness in such a short period of time. The Jews, are, they're under the threat of the sword, and then all of a sudden, Sasson, unexpected joy. Because Russia will all have all these different kinds, will experience all these different kinds of Simcha. But the trick is to keep it and remember it and all the time, even when a person's not happy, that the remembrance of the happiness will bring them to happiness. Okay. So the Torah continues. The Torah says in Devarim, terrible, terrible curses. Because you do not serve the Lord your God. With joy, and a goodness of the heart. So it's very, very critical when a person does a mitzvah to do the mitzvah with joy and a good heart. It's very hard sometimes. And that's uh, the Benish Chai, it's the famous Benish Chai. Benish Chai says, why on Sukkot does it tell you all the time? Rejoice at your festival. So he says, number one is, because number one is you're going to take time off from work. How can a person rejoice when you're taking time off from work? Especially in those days, it was not paid. It was unpaid leave. 
your unpaid leave. Number two is you have all the expenses of the festival. So he says, no, that's what the Torah says. He keeps on repeating, you will be happy, and you will be happy. Despite all the adversities, you will be happy. You know, those days, we're lucky. We can take Shabbat off, unless you're a rabbi. Uh, <laughs> you can take Shabbat off, and you don't get penalized, don't lose your job. In those days, 50s or the 40s, whatever, 30s, 40s, people lose their jobs. They have to live with this trepidation all week long. You're earning a living, and then you get thrown out. And how are you going to be happy on Shabbat? And then that's the trick. The question is, how is a person going to be happy? We have to be happy doing mitzvot. So a person has time off, and they're doing mitzvot, there should be really tremendous happiness. You could serve God with happiness and joy. It's tremendous bracha. So it's very, very important, it's critical to serve Hashem with bracha and happiness in Parashat Kitabo. If do it Hashem, be? Begilu birada. If do it Hashem, Simcha, Begilu birinana. Rinana. Rina is Rina. Rina is the same we talked about. Rina. Rina is refreshing happiness. If it's Shabbat Simcha, the Gilu Birana, Birana, right? Gilu Birana, Birana, Rinana, Rinana is Rina, Rina is the joy we talk about. So if the Shabbat Simcha became a very famous catchphrase, Hasidim especially, if the Shabbat Simcha, they made a song, if the Shabbat Simcha, right? If the Shabbat Simcha, serve Hashem with joy, it's a very, very important idea. A person dies the Shabbat candles, you've got to do it with joy. You're preparing for Shabbat, do it with joy. It's very, very critical. You're cleaning for Pesach. Do it with joy. Yes. <laughs> so what about what we say in Havdalah? Is somewhere it's that Ura and Sasan? Very good. We say that. Some people say the Pesukim. Yeah. We say the Pesukim from the Megillah. Layudim Haita. Layudim Haita. It was for the Jews. Layudim Haita. Ora. Light. We said this light is like the brilliance of the light after the darkness. A spiritual light. Spiritual energy. Layudim Haita. Ora. V'simcha. Joy. So, besasson, another kind of joy, vikar, and, and glory. So, different things that we get. Hopefully, it's a, it's, a, it's a sign for the new week. So, we say nice psukim, we say nice verses when Shabbat goes out to bless the new week that comes in. So, uh, psukim which deal with joy and happiness and blessing. So, that's one of the best, one of the best psukim, which has all the joyous phrases in it. So, it's very important to serve Hashem with joy. Worship Hashem with joy of the Shabbat Simcha, the Gilu Birnana, and come before God with joyful song. So imagine you go to the Beit Hamikdash. One of the important greetings of the Beit Hamikdash, which we lost today, we don't have this today, is the Levim, the Levites, would go on the Duchan, which is the platform of the Beit Hamikdash, with their musical instruments and sing, and the choir they had a choir and musical instruments. And we lost this today. We don't have this music, this glorious music, which it says when you listen to this music, your soul is uplifted. A tremendous part of the service of Hashem is the music. That a person, uh, they couldn't bring the sacrifices without the music. Why? Because you have to be, do, it, do the sacrifices and serve God with the joy, with the enjoyment. Tremendous enjoyment. They could play instruments. Huh? They played instruments even on Shabbat in the temple. I know. I'm asking how come? You how come? Because that was before the rabbis made these laws. The rabbis didn't make these laws yet. Uh, the rabbis made these laws after the temple was destroyed. It says, Al Narod Bavel, Sham Yashavnu, Gambachinu, Vizokredition. And one of the verses says, Vitalinu Kinorotenu. We hung up our harps. When the temple was destroyed, they hung up their harps. Music stopped. It's a whole big discussion today. You're allowed to play music. You're not allowed to drink wine and listen to instrumental music in Jewish law, unless it's for the sake of a mitzvah. 
So you have a, a mitzvah, a bar mitzvah. If you go to an expensive restaurant, you're drinking wine and listening to the piano music or other kind of music in the background, it's a forbidden. In fact, I was at a VOD meeting a few years ago, and they had a question about Jerusalem pizza. Are you allowed to listen to background music? Are we allowing them to play black background music? So the answer is, well, they're not drinking wine over there, so no problem. <laughs> Plus, it's background music. It's not live music. So it's live entertainment with wine. It's only allowed today because it's a, mit- a simcha of, of a mitzvah. Okay. If it's not a mitzvah, you're not allowed to. Why? Because then you're enjoying this world. The temple is destroyed. How can we enjoy it? So interesting, our rejoicing is being cut down. Our rejoicing today is cut down because of the destruction of the temple. But in those days, it was fantastic. The temple was there. And in the temple, part of the structure of the temple was the Levites had to have good voices. Some of them had good voices, I guess. <laughs> and the other guys who didn't have good voices, they would play the musical instruments. And the guys who didn't know how to play and didn't know how to have voices, they were the schleppers. <laughs> they were the janitors of the temple, the Levites. They were the guards. Also, they were tough. The Levites, very versatile. They were guards. They played music. They sang songs. And uh, amazing. So it was a joyous celebration. And the only music that was allowed in the temple were the Psalms of David. No one else. David HaMelech. David HaMelech Psalms. Hashem loved David HaMelech Psalms. We talked about it last week. So the word root is based on the word Rave. One of the sources. Rave. What's Rave? Kosi Revaya. David HaMelech says, My cup overflows. He says, No one overflowed with praises to God as much as David HaMelech. He was just overflowing with praises. Imagine. Every day, person says, I Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, so much. I appreciate everything you did for me. Always overflowing with praises. No one was overflowing by praises. David, David Amelech, and therefore Hashem says, I like his praises the most. They came with all his heart, and therefore that's the only praises I want in my temple. King David's praises. Okay, so we know that his son, Shlomo Amelech, Shlomo Amelech, in his book Kohelet, says, Everything is vanity. Even joy is vanity. But here the Talmud says it's not talking about joy of a mitzvah. It's talking about joy of stupidity. You go to a comedy club, that kind of joy is vanity. But joy of a mitzvah, a person involved with a mitzvah and happy doing a mitzvah, that is tremendous, a tremendous benefit. Tremendous benefit. Um, okay. In the Talmud, happiness and sadness are associated with particular months of the Jewish calendar. Talmud says, Mishenichnas Adar, Marbebe Simcha. When, when Adar, the month of Adar comes, we increase our joy, increasing happiness in the month of Adar. However, in the month of, of Av, we decrease our happiness. Interesting. So there's certain times of the year, based on what happened in those times of the year, we increase. It's interesting. If you look at it, it says increase and decrease. It doesn't say not to be happy. It says you increase your joy in Adar, which implies that you're joyous all the time. A Jew has to be joyous all the time. It's very hard for a Jew to be joyous all the time. <laughs> all the events happening around us and what we've been through in life. But it's so critical to be joyous. And I'm going to talk about why. Mm-hmm. Because it's impossible to be spiritual without joy. And that's how a person can measure their spirituality. If they're happy, optimistic people, that's a sign of spirituality. Why? It means I believe in God. I believe in God. There's hope for the future. We're optimistic. And the guy always asks me, he says, what's going to happen, Rabbi? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? My year, my year, my year. You're trying to be crazy. My year. <laughs> and the answer is, Yetov. We believe, as Jews, we believe it's going to be good. In the end, it's going to be good. We don't know what's going to happen in the meantime. I know for sure the, the good is going to come at the end. Eventually, everything will be good. And that was the greatness of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva could see the good even when things are bad. It says you could hear the joy of Rome. You could hear the bustle of Rome miles away from Rome. Imagine the rabbis are going to Rome. 
Israel is in desolation. The Romans had destroyed Jerusalem. And they're going towards Rome to go and plead with the emperor for some uh, release, uh, relaxing some of his decrees against the Jews. And they hear the bustling of this great metropolis, Rome, from miles away. And the rabbis are crying. And Rabbi Kiva's laughing. He said, well, Kakiva, you're crazy. Why are you crying? Why are you laughing? He says, why are you crying? He says, we're crying because we're floundering. Our, our cities have been destroyed. And we hear this big city of the Romans bustling with, uh, with action. He said, that's why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because if they who don't serve God are having it so good, how much more so we will have it even better if we're serving God. So eventually it's going to happen. The question is when, that's all. Hopefully we're seeing a little bit now. Baruch Hashem, we're seeing a little bit now. It's, one, it's an island of sanity in the Middle East, this Israel. Baruch Hashem, one island, we have a small island of sanity. It should remain always an island of sanity in the Middle East. Israel Hashem. And peace and prosperity is amazing. It's amazing. amazing. Uh, the inventions just get bigger and bigger. It's amazing. Thank God for everything. So hopefully, Bezrat Hashem, we'll see. We're seeing it today. I was trained in Yushalayim. What does the Torah say? Mitzion tetzet Torah. Ki mitzion tetzet Torah. From Zion will come Torah. Dvar Hashem Yushalayim. The word of God will come from Jerusalem. That's one of the prophecies. We see today all the rabbis getting trained in Israel. Again, trained in Yushalayim. Going out to the rest of the world. Ki mitzion tetzet Torah. From, to, from Zion will come forth the Torah it's a prediction which today is amazing we're seeing it come true so it's interesting we have to increase our joy and decrease our joy but it doesn't say not to be joyous even in Av we have to be joyous it's amazing even Av has to be joyous just decrease a little bit there is a, a Jewish okay custom different customs that uh, there's some people that when they build a house if you build your own house you have to leave a place the Shukran says blank of plaster Unplastered. Zechel Khurban Betabikdash. It's very hard to do. Because every time you walk in, you see that one foot by one foot, or whatever, 18 inches by 18 inches, unplastered. That's only if you buy a house when it's being built. If it's already built, you don't have to peel it off. Once it's there, you don't have to peel it off. You buy a house secondhand, it's very plastic, everything's done, you don't have to peel it off. There's no mitzvah to peel it off. The, the, the thing is, only when you're building it yourself, if you're having it built for you, and you're in the middle of the building, you can tell the builder, by the way, leave off uh, plaster over there. But it's an interesting concept. It's a very hard concept to have a house. You walk in and blank patch. Why? Because the person can remember that we had a temple at one time and the temple was destroyed, even though it's many thousands of years ago. Some, uh, the the Shukran says, also when you're having a meal, leave off one dish from the meal. Right? <laughs> right. Okay, so it's interesting when uh, All for the Boss, you read the book All for the Boss, it says at his daughter's wedding, instead of dessert, they put out a card. We're not having dessert because of the Khurban. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever heard that thing, you know. So, can you imagine the smorgasbord is missing some plates over there. Why? What happened? Hurba. Amazing. Who does this today? It's good, huh? It's good. Okay. So, interesting. So, service of God is such a fundamental, such a fundamental. Rambam says, Yara Hazakam. The performance of all commandments must accompany abundance of joy. Major, major. This is amazing. You have to do a mitzvah with joy. A person has to do a mitzvah with joy. He does it. He says a mitzvah of lulav. He talks about lulav. When you shake the lulav, you're going to do shake the lulav with joy. Now it's very amazing. How do you shake a lulav with joy? What is a lulav? For goodness' sake, a little bit of palm palm brah. What are you doing? You're taking the citron and you're taking the. If a non-Jew sees us, we'll think we're crazy. We're crazy. 
What are you doing? We're shaking this branches and the citron. And what's going on? Now, I mean, a person pays $50 or $60, $70 for these little things. It'll cost 10 cents. We pay fortunes. We go spend our time. We go looking through. And the answer is, we only do it because it's a mitzvah. There's no, there's no other reason to do it. It doesn't make sense. There's no rational reason. We want God to bless our fruits. We want God to bless with rain. So we're praying to God to bless for rain. These are things that need rain. We're showing God the plants. Please, God, bless us. Bless the rain. But uh, we're doing these things because we're doing it as a mitzvah. And we do it with joy. It's amazing. We spend so much money, we do it with joy. It's amazing. People do it with joy. It's amazing. So it's very, very critical to do. The Ramadan says, when you do this mitzvah of uh, the lulav and the etrog, do it with abundance of joy. Amazing. Uh, Rabbam says also, when, you, when you're having a Jewish holiday, it's considered a biblical commandment to rejoice. How do you rejoice, Rabbam says? So men have to rejoice through their stomachs. That's how men rejoice, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know the secret, but that's the secret. So a man's heart is through his stomach. Meat and wine, the Rabbam says. Meat and wine. You have to eat meat and wine. Well, if you don't like meat, you're doing something which you do like. Give him something he likes. He's got to cook the food, which is good for him. And the women, they get... Nice clothes and jewelry. You're going to make your wife happy. And the kids, they get uh, snacks or whatever they like. So it's interesting. You have to, everyone's going to be happy on the holidays. It's amazing. The Gemara says, in Brachot 31a, the Gemara says, a person should not pray. Imagine, look at this. A person is not allowed to pray if they're unhappy or through frivolity, or chatter, or idle talk. One should pray only through simcha of a mitzvah. What does that mean? A person should think, I'm doing this mitzvah, and I'm doing it with joy, before you pray. It's a mitzvah to serve Hashem. We serve Hashem by praying, and uh, praying is a big mitzvah, therefore a person is going to say, you know, I'm happy to get closer to God. I want to get closer to God. I want to reach upwards. I want to reach upwards to Hashem. Oh, I need Hashem's help, but I'm doing it with joy. I'm not doing it with sadness. I, I, a person needs to pray with joy. It's an amazing concept. That a person, sometimes we need things where a person is sick, whatever it is, still they should pray with joy, try and find the joy in their life. Be thankful for something Hashem gave them. Not everything is black. It's not all black. There's white and there's black and there's gray. So a person's going to find something to rejoice for. It's an amazing concept. We have to serve Hashem with joy. A person's going to pray with joy. Simcha shel mitzvah. Um... The Gemara says also that Hashem's presence does not rest on a prophet unless they are happy. We find it interesting. Uh, we have to, uh, a prophet has to be happy. How do we know this? We find when, when Moshe Rabbeinu got angry and he said, Shimuna Hamorim. Remember that? At the, at the second time, Hashem said, speak to the rock. First time, Hashem said, hit the rock. The second time, Hashem said, speak to the rock. And what happened? Hit the rock. He hit the rock. Why did he hit the rock? Because he lost his temper with the Jewish people. Shimuna Amorim, you rebellious people, listen to me, my rebellious people. He hit the rock. And what happens? He lost his prophecy. He didn't know which rock. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know. He got messed up. He lost his prophecy because he got angry. And similarly, we find with Shaul HaMelech, King Saul had fits of depression. And uh, when he got fits of depression, they would bring David to play music for him, to cheer him up. It's very important to be in a good mental state. And he was the first documented musical therapist. Yes, David <laughs> What did you say? I'm sorry. He was the first documented musical therapist. He was the first a lot of things. David Amelech was the first. Amazing. Uh, first man overflowing with love of God. Amazing. Love of God he had. 
David Amelech. I mean, wish we could. You know, one day we'll see these greats come back to life. Well, it's amazing. You can see, imagine, see Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov, David. Well, amazing. Okay, so it's very it's critical to be joyous. A prophet cannot be. It says Elisha. Um, the kings of of Israel and Judah were together, and uh, they were going to fight a war. And they say, Elisha, tell us what's going to happen. What are we going to do? And Elisha, when he saw the king of Israel, he got so upset. He says, "You're the son of Ahab and Isabel." I, you know, got very angry. He lost his prophecy. So he said, "Bring me someone to play music, so I can get my, my spiritual prophecy." So we see the joy and music is very critical to be have nevuah. A person cannot have nevuah when they're depressed. It's amazing. So depression is like the opposite of spirituality. It's the opposite. So that's why the great rabbis, you see, they're always smiling, with beaming, hopefully, hopefully, they're uh, smiling at people. Because they, and they have to be in a high state of spirituality to be, to be happy and vice versa. It works both ways. The more happy you are, the more spiritual a person gets. The less happy they are, the less spiritual they get. And the more spiritual they are, the happier they are because they're closer to Hashem. So it's a, it's a cycle. <coughs> so a person is going to try and reach that level of joy. So the Gemara, the Gemara says, Divine Presence does not rest upon a person through gloom, nor through laziness, nor through frivolity, nor through levity. Not through talk, not through idle chatter. But it rests on a person with joy connected to a mitzvah. So a person's going to find a joy connected to a mitzvah and then pray. So what you do is you give, put money in the pushka first. First you give stakah. But tzedek echezeh panecha, David Amel says, with righteousness I will see your face. Through an act of righteousness. So it's very important before a person prays, give some money in the pushka, put some money in the stakah box. That's why you're doing a mitzvah, a person does a mitzvah and then prays, and that mitzvah will give a person some kind of joy. And that joy will help a person pray. Now we know that one of the biggest joys is the joy of marriage. It's very critical because today people make a lot of jokes about marriage. And a lot of these jokes, you know, right? You know these jokes, right? Like the engagement ring, the wedding ring, and suffering. <laughs> That's a classic joke. That's a classic uh, joke. Uh, or the last time I put my foot down it was at the chuppah. <laughs> uh, there's, lot, there's so many jokes about marriage uh, uh, and about in-laws and mother-in-laws. Uh, you know the joke about the guy, he's in the attic, he started screaming, help, help, help. I said, what's going on? He said, my mother-in-law, she's trying to jump out the windows. I said, okay, you need help? He said, yeah, the window won't open. <laughs> All these jokes, the terrible jokes. <laughs> They're terrible jokes because they're anti-marriage. They make mockery of marriage. Marriage is such a holy, it's called Kiddushin, it's the holiest institution. And the Gemara says, a person who's not married cannot experience joy. Think about it. If you're not married, you can't experience joy. There's so many singles today and they think they're happy with their life. They're not. They cannot experience what joy is. You can't be happy without someone to share your joy with. It's so important to have someone to share your joy with. It says, a man who has no wife lives without joy, without blessing, and without goodness. Come on, it says in Yebamot, 62a, basic. Without joy, without blessing, without goodness. And we know today, the aesthetics are, a man who is married lives longer than a man who is not married. Really? But they yeah. don't say that about women. Don't say about women. <laughs> Why do you have to mention that? They don't want to. Now, what they say is the women who get married live less. That's right. Because they, they have, have to look after their husbands. So, but, but anyway, women live longer than men anyway. Women live longer than men anyway. It balances out. <laughs> Didn't want to scare you guys. Okay. 
But a man lives longer if he's married. So the wife helps him live longer. It gives, her, gives him joy. It looks after him. A man needs to be looked after. A man cannot manage by themselves. They think they're independent, but they can't manage by themselves. How can you do without your wife? Impossible. Okay. So uh, the Gemara also says it depends on who's in power. In fact, when the tzaddikim, the righteous are in power, there's joy in the world. When the wicked are in power, there's, there's depression in the world. See, if there's a dictator who's a mad lunatic we had 50, 60 years ago, then obviously, how are you going to be happy? Lunatics in the world, running the world. So it's very important to have good leadership. Part of happiness is good leadership. So Zohar especially, Zohar especially is very critical about happy when you're doing mitzvot. It's very, very important to be happy. And it says a very important insight over here. The Zohar says amazing insight. The word besimcha has got the same letters as the word machshava. Oh, besimcha, enjoy, bet, sin, mem, chet, hey. It's the same letters as the word machshava. Mem, chet, shin, vet, hey. Except for sin, shin. Okay, a slight difference. But machshava and besimcha. Machshava means thought. And besimcha means happiness, enjoy. So enjoy and your, and your thoughts have got to be in sync to be happy. Where does the joy come from? So this, the Zohar says, amazing Zohar over here. Machshava and besimcha, same letters. The key to happiness is found through our minds. We talked about this, had a whole book about this. What was the name of the book? It's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. The Zohar says, amazing. We never had this point before. Amazing idea. Besimcha and Makshava, same letters. If, you, if your mind is happy, you'll be happy. If your mind is not happy, obviously, where's happiness? Happiness is in the mind. A person's going to train their mind to think happy, positive, good thoughts. And a person's going to train their speech to be positive, good speech, not be critical all the time and negative. Always find something good to say. Always say good things. That's why Gamzula Tova is so important. It's so good to say, even this will be for the best, for the good. Very important. Hashem can make it good. In fact, there's a beautiful line. It says, if you have a bad dream, which we never have, right? <laughs> uh, if you have a bad dream, it says you go to three friends. You go to three friends, you can find three friends, and the friends will say, You saw a good dream. You saw a good dream. You saw a good dream. Hashem will make it good. Hashem will make it good. Hashem will make it good. Because if we think it's going to be good, it will be good. Mm-hmm. Psychosomatic. Everything's psychosomatic. It's amazing, the psychology of you. So to prevent bad thoughts, because makshava and besimcha are together, person makshava is going to think along the lines of simcha, of joy. Uh, the Kabbalist, Rabbi Azza ben Moshe Azikri. Have you heard of him? He was one of the times of Ariza, Azikri. Mm-hmm. He wrote the book Sefer Haredim, yes. the book of the Quakers. First Quakers were the Haredim. <laughs> you know, it's interesting in American history, the Quakers, right? Yeah. Why the Quakers? Where do they come from? This word Quakers, and the answer is, is based on this word in Hebrew, Chared, Charedim. What's Charedim? Shakers, the guys who shake in the fear of Hashem. The Quakers. That's where they got the name from. Quakers. There's shakers also. Shakers are the Quakers. That's where they got it from. The same word. <laughs> it's not rock and roll. It's shakers and Quakers. <laughs> But these are, they're shaking in fear of Hashem, trepidation. This, so he wrote a book called Sefer Haredim. Yot Hared Bedvar Hashem. To be in awe of the word of Hashem. Amazing. So, Rabbi Azza. This is Rabbi Azza. Amazing. This guy, Rabbi Azza. Al Azza ben Moshe Azikri. He says, Azikri. His name is Azar with the Reish? El Azar. 
Elazar. Ben Moshe Azikri. Though a person may be depressed, he says, on account of their bad deeds, they've got to be joyful at the time of divine service. This applies to every service of Hashem. How much more so to the service of prayer, which is called the service of the heart. So how can you serve God with your heart, which is tefillah, when your heart is not happy? It's very hard, by the way. You put yourself in the right frame of mind. Before they pray, a person's going to smile in the mirror and say, I'm happy. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Practice happiness. Practice being thankful, being, being grateful to Hashem. Darizal says, the only reason why I received my wisdom is due to my rejoicing at mitzvot. When I do a mitzvah, I'm happy, and that's why Hashem blessed me with this amazing wisdom here. Amazing wisdom. So joy is a very important. And we know the whole idea of the Hasidim. The Hasidim movement started being based on joy. It's based on joy, not depression. It's to dance and sing and to get a, f- a frame of mind of if do it Hashem Simcha, serving Hashem with joy. Mitzvah Gedola Liot Be. Simcha Tamid. It's a great mitzvah to be in joy continuously. Right? Who said that? Rav Nachman of Breslov. Breslov is very big in being happy, being happy and being joyous. So it's a very important idea to be happy. If do it Hashem Simcha. So the Baal Shem Tov, you say, if do it Hashem Simcha, that is the service of Hashem. If do it Hashem, the Simcha is the, if do it Hashem. The joy itself is the service of Hashem. When your person is happy, they're serving Hashem by being happy. You know, Hashem, thank you for this world. I'm so happy. Thank you. It's like, today, this morning, by, by the way, it's glorious. I was walking to Shul this morning. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Blue skies. Uh, it didn't last very long, but you're going to be happy what you got, right? <laughs> and, and yesterday as well. The morning, it's amazing. Okay, we're going through a very strange weather. Uh, but we're going to be happy whatever we get. So the rain, we're happy. The grass is green. And the sun is happy. Like, whatever it is. We've got to be happy. What can we do? No point complaining, right? Right. Can't do anything about it. No. <laughs> okay, so that's a very important. Roshniya um, Zalman, the first Lubavitcher uh, Rebbe, he says, happiness is an essential element in the struggle between the godly and the animal souls. Whereas the animal instincts of man and the spiritual instincts of man, a person depressed, the physical instincts take over. That's where a person falls. And a person's happy, the spiritual instincts take over. So it's very important to stay happy. A person who's happy is likely to feel energized and motivated to control oneself. So it's, it's very impossible to be happy all the time. I know. And that's why a person's got to learn techniques to make oneself happy. Mm-hmm. How does a person learn techniques? What techniques do we have? So number one we said is remember good times. Okay, take out your pictures of your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bound to make <laughs> you happy. <laughs> right? Make you happy. That will make you happy in no time if you have grandchildren. Take out pictures of the children. Maybe it'll make you happy. I don't know. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on you. Okay. But think about things that made you happy in the past. We have, that's why Hashem gave us memories. We have to remember, not just bad things, remember good things. Remember the good things in one's life. Remember one's wedding, one's engagement, one's things. When a person was happy, when they finished college, Baruch Hashem, you finished school, oh, even better. <laughs> ah. So a person should be happy. No exams. Imagine, I got my daughter, for a poor girl. She's going through these exams. Oh, gosh, I can't do them anymore. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much headache, right? Well, they put these kids through, I tell you. So they've got to jump through these hoops. Exam after exam. Poor girl, she's studying. But it's good, she's studying. Uh, she get a lot of knowledge. Okay. So, but think, we don't have to do this anymore. A person's going to be joyous. Things are moving. We're moving on in life. Baruch Hashem. Things are better, hopefully. So, we have to... Uh, this is a battle. This is a constant battle. It's free, part of our free will. Part of our free will is, are you going to choose to be happy or are you going to choose to be sad? 
And that's something which a person wakes up in the morning, we have to make that choice, and we have to tell our children, I cannot make you happy. I cannot make you happy. I can give you the tools to be happy. And we pray to God. We don't pray for happiness. We pray for success, wealth, health, all these things, security. I should say, I give you everything, but the choice is yours. Are you going to be happy with what I give you? It's all in your head. It's all up to you. You have to make that choice. So a person can be happy what they have. That's the tri- trick is to be happy what we have, enjoy what we have, make the most of it. That's the toolkit Hashem gave us. Use that toolkit wisely and choose happiness. Choose to be happy. No one else can make you happy. So you can have the best husband in the world, best wife in the world. You know, I got, I got a strange email. It came all the way from England. This is a while back. And I, he, the guy is listening to my classes on happiness. This is a guy far away, thousands of miles away. People don't realize, uh, thank God we got 350,000 hits already on, on this podcast. Uh, so people listening all over the world. And uh, this guy sent me an email out of the blue. He says, Rabbi, he says, I don't know what to do. He says, because I'm a happy person. My wife is very miserable all the time. So I'm going to tell him. I said, go find a rabbi locally. I can't help you. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I'm listening to your classes. I'm trying to get my wife to listen to your classes. But you can't make someone happy. They have to decide. Uh, they have to make a decision in their life to try and improve their lives and try and, you know, some people don't want to do find that. Good. Some people are just stuck. They just can't move on. It could be. It could be, but I don't know. But uh, these are things that it's very hard to uh, advise people from far away, right? Absolutely. Right. So she has to find find someone local. But I'm just interested that people listening all over the world. So our talks on happiness, amazing. Beautiful. Sometimes a person is so defended to be happy that they can't understand someone who's sad, and then the wife could be extremely lonely also. Because maybe the husband's not willing to listen to her. Yeah, okay, it's true. But that's why he has to find someone who can, he could talk to and she could talk to and go for therapy or counseling. But I can't help them far away like this. So uh, that's the, one of the battles that we have with ourselves. Battles are, is how happy we're going to be and how sad we're going to be. And, and that's one of the tests. Uh, sorry, Bishwad Salanta says, he's the founder of the Musa movement, and he says in Sefer Imre Bina, uh, he says over there, he says, a person may be able to conquer and rectify one's negative impulses by being joyful. One of the biggest fixes one is bad me dot is by being joyful. Just by being happy, you can fix your negative. Amazing. His student, Rabbi Naftali Amsterdam, Musa study in ecstasy, renews the heart and gives joy to the soul. <coughs> Rabbi Yael Dessler, there's no happiness in the world of material things. This is very interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. A person thinks, you know, when I buy things material, it's going to make me happy. And a person buys it and they find them happy. It makes them more depressed. Mm-hmm. You go to the mall, I go buying, and it's uh, go shopping and shopping and shopping, come back. I don't like this. This I've got to get back. And this I've got to get back, you know. It's great. I send my wife to the mall. It's great. Now I find it exhausting. It's, it's fantastic. You know why? They're the most frugal shoppers I've ever seen. They come home, couldn't find anything. <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let's not suggest that now, okay? Let's not go over there. It's very expensive, okay. All right. So, so, so anyway, so it's interesting. So it's good. Okay, so you go around, look around, give it. But a person's got to realize the true joy is in spiritual things. The true joy you cannot find in physical things. So a physical thing might make life more convenient for you. Make life more usable and friendly, but it's not going to make you happy. 
Right? So the person buys a new alarm clock. Okay. It's going to wake him up in the morning. Listen, it's a tool. But are you happy that you got a new alarm clock? Well, I'm, you know, I can wake up on time, but it's good, okay? But am I happy? Am I thrilled? Am I not? But it's interesting, there's a bracha to be said when you're happy. Shechiyanu, Vikiyamanu, Vikiyamanu, says, suppose it's happy, we do buy new things. And there's a bracha to be said. So my son bought a tie. I said, are you happy? He said, yeah. So he said, bracha. <laughs> if you're not happy, you bought it. There's no bracha to be said. But if you're happy, you got it. You got a new shirt, you got a new tie, you got a new suit. There's a bracha to be said. And it's interesting, the bracha is on life. What is the bracha on happiness? Thank God I'm alive. And that's why it's so important to be happy, because when you're happy, you appreciate life. So that's really the key. The key is happiness is a secret to enjoying life and appreciating life. And when you appreciate life, you appreciate God who gave us life. And that's the secret of service of Hashem. Okay, we're going to stop here. Uh, next week, ladies, uh, is a special program for the mikvah. Oh. Have you heard of it? Yeah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.